0: Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Unpacked with PMMI. I'm your host, Sean Riley. At least once a year, we are pleased to welcome back everybody's friend Jorge Esquerdo to discuss PMMI's industry-shaping annual research that makes up the State of the Industry Report. Esquardo touches on all the known issues that everybody knows about that impact the industry, labor shortages, supply chain issues, and reveals that after significant growth in 2021 and 2022, the industry is expected to see a mild slowdown in growth for 2023, with a projected 3 to 4% increase. But have no fear, as 2025 and 2026 will see a return to the industry's regular growth of around 5 to 6%. <laughs> so with all the fancy introductions out of the way, welcome to back to the podcast, our good friend, Jorge Escuerdo. Hi, Jorge. Hey, Sean. How are you doing? It's good to be back. It's been a while. Nice, nice yeah. to chat with you. It has been a while, and it's always our pleasure to have you back. So, we're talking pretty big stuff here state of the industry. And I know the past few years have been pretty unique in a bunch of different ways. So, how were they, how were the uniqueness of the last couple of years, how did that impact the packaging machinery market?
1: Sean, I guess you, you use the word unique, and it certainly there were certainly different. Significant impact for the industry for our lives. COVID was was certainly a disruption in many different ways. Uh, for our industry, however, COVID the change in consumption patterns by by us the consumers created a, a significant increase in demand for packaging machinery. If you look at uh, 2020. The first half of 2020 was uh, uh, a slowdown because of uh, COVID. Nobody knew exactly what to expect. And then the second half is just a rush of investment on the industry. A lot of new orders on the second half of 2020. Backlogs increased significantly on 2020. A lot of those orders were delivered until 2021 because of the increased backlogs. Demand in 2021 kept very strong. 2021 was the record year in terms of how we how we were tracking the industry. We grew over 16% in one single year. It was interesting because if if you recall, looking back, we, we have also those uh, supply chain problems from components, uh, a lot on electronics, everything. And so when you add up the increase in demand, uh, the problems with supply chain, Backlogs went up again uh, significantly. Delivery times were increasing significantly as well. So that's 2021. Uh, 2022 was also a, a very robust year in terms of demand. Uh, not as uh, aggressive. It was not kind of 16 percent. It was more like between 12 and 13 percent growth. Still very aggressive. And mainly, when you say it, it's 12, 30 percent growth on top of 16, that's a lot of growth in two <laughs> yeah. years. I'd say. Yeah. Again, the delivery times extended significantly, backlog grew a lot. And it wasn't until this year, twenty three, that we found that backlogs start to, to alleviate a little. Uh, on one hand, it's uh, all these supply chain problems, while not uh, completely resolved, they have been increased significantly, right? It's that, that on one side, and also the, the demand is not as aggressive as it was in 21, 22. So some of that backlog, it's being alleviated, and, and uh, again, it's these, these past two years have been crazy. And I, I think uh, this year, next year, we're going to start seeing something a little more regular in terms of demand for equipment.
0: A little bit of normalizing. Yeah, I could understand that a bit. So I can tell from what you're saying that supply chain, I, I feel like we hear about it a ton and it's had an impact. And is it something that is improving? We're learning from it. It's improving because we're learning from it. Are delivery times still too long in general? Is it, have we learned anything from the past couple of years or is it still something where it's log jammed?
1: for sure we've learned and i guess here for manufacturers of equipment have learned and need to be very careful with is fine-tuning the stock you keep of uh, of parts you need you want to make sure you have all the components to deliver your to deliver the equipment right i do recall in in some cases in 2021 end of 2021 beginning of 2022 where some manufacturers of equipment actually ship the equipment without the electronics, right? So to buy some time on on shipping and getting the equipment on site and installed, and in those getting two, three, four additional weeks just to be able to get the electronics, bring the electronics and install the electronics on site. So I guess the learning here is more about how to balance your stock. You want to make sure you have enough components to deliver the, the equipment to your customers. You don't want to get trapped with uh, millions of dollars in stock uh, that suddenly you're not going to use because the demand is dropping, right? And I guess that's uh, where MMI, BI, Business Intelligence, they, we've done to be honest, a good job in trying to keep our members updated. The state of the industry is a great product. It, it tells you, looking back, what happened, gives you an idea what's going to happen to the future. But we have other products that are also very valuable. We have the house business. Mm-hmm. House business is basically telling you what's happening now, right? The combination of these two products for our members is, is a very good way to get a feeling of what's happening, not just in your company, but in the industry. And and as you are saying, what are the learning is how can you use this information to fine tune the, the stock of parts that you have, to make sure that supply chain, uh, the impact of supply chain is not as significant uh, in your company as it was in the past two years.
0: Perfect. You gave me a perfect segue because I'm wondering... With what you said about the house business and basing, based off of that and the state of the industry report, let's think about this year. How's the industry looking for 2023? So in, in terms of, of growth tree, it's going, to, it's going to be a
1: growth year. A lot of, many of our members started the year basically with a, a significant backlog. Uh, many of them, pretty much all the uh, production for the year was sold out at the beginning of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And now, when you start to look at new orders, there is certainly a slowdown on the pace of new orders. We are expecting the growth of the industry for 2023 to to be around 3%, 3 4% maybe. So it's a significant slowdown versus the double-digit numbers of twenty-one and 2022. 20, However, normally, when you have this kind of uh, significant increase on in the size uh, of the demand of the market, what's following is a significant drop, right? That's normal. In this uh-huh. case, that's not what we're finding. It's a slowdown. We're still on the positive side. Again, for 2023, we're expecting around 3-4% of growth. Now, looking ahead, 2024, we think it's going to be a flat year. Many in the space where many manuf- on manufacturing, you know, there is an expectation of a, a slowdown and, and a slight recession. On our space, we are thankful that packaging, we rely a lot on food, beverage, and, and some industries that are tend to be very consistent. We we keep eating, we keep drinking, we keep cleaning our houses, even during recessions, right? So that helped yeah. to level the the demand for packaging machinery even in bad years. So next year we are expecting it to be a little a flat year, maybe something with one percent growth, something like that. Flat pretty much for 2024 now looking more into the future like 2025 2026 that's when we're expecting more kind of more regular growth in terms of the normal patterns for the industry we're talking about maybe five six percent growth for those years
0: and as you say that's if we go pre-pandemic that's how packaging and processing worked where those numbers were similar to the teens in the early 2000s correct
1: that's correct. And, and again, that's what we're expecting to get to in, in uh, 25, 26, a little more more regular in terms of the normalization of the industry.
0: Okay. With that being said, what are the trends that are driving the industry? Well, you know, is, is I know workforce is, I feel like I'm going to ask the question, but I know the answer anyway, but I'll ask it. Is workforce still the major issue that it's posing? And is there anything new that's cropped up that's causing either good things or bad things in the industry?
1: You're totally right, Sean. Labor is is very significant both for the users of equipment, the CPG companies, many of them, and for manufacturers of equipment. And that has that's having an effect of of the designs of, of what end users of equipment are looking for. So a lot of they're looking for a lot of te- ways for technology to address their workforce challenges. and they are s- sometimes simple things like hey, Please help me train my operator. And, and could be things as on, on the MHIs you have the, the the videos on how to operate your equipment. Like you can say, hey, I'm gonna I need to clean the machine. You can directly call a video on how to clean the machine and the mm-hmm. operator needs to can learn directly or if not learning, recall the process directly. And and some of those things are, are pretty simple. Uh manufacturers of equipment are working hard trying to make their equipment a little more uh, intuitive to operate. Uh, equipment, it's it's getting more sophisticated. We're demanding more and more things for the equipment. We're demanding a lot of flexibility. And that requires more sophisticated technologies. But on the other hand, manufacturers of the equipment, OEMs, are really working hard to make it more uh, intuitive. Other technologies like remote are, are certainly trying to come in and, and, and help in filling that skill gap for the operators and, and uh, technicians, right? Where if you have a problem with your equipment, you're not sure what to do, you can uh, remotely dial to the uh, service technician from the OEM and ask him, hey, uh, what's the problem? What should I do? And then you have, in some cases, like, uh, like these smart glasses and augmented reality and a lot of different tools that can help you fill that gap. And that's for sure one of the big things and how OEMs are trying to address these workforce challenges that everybody's suffering. But you were asking also what's beyond, what else is happening, what new things are happening, what are you finding on the market? I guess the one thing that that's interesting for us and, and we think there are significant opportunities there is in uh, warehousing traditionally in warehouses at cpg operations normally there are a lot of pallets and and forklifts moving those pallets around maybe some labeling equipment just trying to make sure that the pallets get to the right place and that was it right in, in these past two years, e-commerce grew significantly. A lot of companies working on direct-to-consumer, working on B2B, sometimes filling orders directly to stores or, or different institutional customers. What's happening in, in, in warehouses is they are now investing more in packaging equipment. The fulfillment that, that's happening now in uh, in warehouses are requiring the investment in case packing, shrink wrap, bagging, more uh, labeling. Of course, palletizing and not just traditional pallets, a lot of mixed pallets. The growth in terms of shipments of mixed pallets is is significant. Basically what I'm trying to say here, Sean, is uh, traditionally packaging machinery, the space of packaging machinery was limited to the operations of, of the companies. Now we are moving more towards the the warehouses and uh, assisting with the fulfillment. Uh, sometimes it's inside of the CPGs, sometimes it's with third party logistic companies, sometimes contract packagers, contract manufacturers doing that that job. But that part is growing. Uh, good opportunities there.
0: That's interesting. As it, it, it's a nice plug for our. we did a podcast on the warehousing study that your business intelligence department did so that's a nice reminder for our listeners to be on the lookout for that that's definitely something they want to take a listen to because it touches on a lot of what you were just talking about in warehousing
1: yeah it's it's happening it's and it's we're finding it in many different places I guess that's one of the reasons on this last show in Vegas we have our logistics billion that's exactly the reason Right, yep. And because of that, we're also finding increased opportunity for end-of-line equipment. We think that the growth of end-of-line equipment will be faster than used to be in the coming years.
0: That's perfect. A perfect button to put on the end of uh, what was a great conversation. I want to thank you, Jorge, for coming on here, taking time out of your day to, to come on here and talk to us about a pretty big issue, the state of our industry. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to come on here on the podcast. Sean, it's my pleasure. It's always nice to chat with you, Sean. Take care. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.